Hello everyone. Welcome back to Eats More Cereal, the gaming-oriented podcast hosted by myself and ET, which we are back after five months. <laughs> five months. <laughs> we um have we took a short break. Short short break. Short break. Why? A little under half of a year, but it was necessary in order to prep for this episode. Yeah, this episode we had to prepare for, but also why? Uh, college. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point, Dark. A very good point. That is the exact reason why we have not been able to record. (laughs) (laughs) But now we're here anyway, so we're here to actually have time to record. Uh, and we're ready to just jump right back into it. Well, you know, we have a lot of, we have a, a few main things to discuss today, but since we've been gone for so long, um, yeah. there has been, you know, some news lately. A you couple know? things. There's couple been things. some stuff that's come out. There's been some development, some controversy, you know, so uh, we figured we'd, we'd bring that up quickly. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Fortnite... <laughs> Epic Games. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I agree. They're getting Fortnite, sued for Fortnite. 520 million. Oh. Uh, because Epic used private, uh, privacy invasive default settings and deceptive interfaces that like tricked users, including teenagers and, and children, into like purchasing cosmetics, I guess. Um, who would have thought that Fortnite had scummy business practices yeah, that faded people thought. into buying cosmetics? <laughs> um yeah yeah. i mean that's i'm honestly wouldn't be surprised if that was just common for every major online multiplayer game that has microtransactions i think fortnite's just the only one that's been caught for it yeah no and i think it's crazy it's definitely gonna like even start ramping up i think the ftc and stuff like that are just gonna start cracking down on that lately especially with some countries even like banning not even just microtransactions but loot boxes outright i forget which is it Belgium? Already... I believe Belgium I think, is like the I main proponent. Yeah, I think it might have been um, Belgium. But yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if this leads into just more investigations into other online games and their microtransactions because, yeah, obviously this is... <laughs> <laughs> I think this is sort of what a lot of people assume is happening, but now we actually have confirmation that it is, Yeah, you know? Uh, especially for how many kids play these games it's like yeah you you really don't want to be you know baiting kids into uh spending a lot of money uh especially if it's not their own money and it's their parents credits cards <laughs> so yeah and apparently you can also get like a if you per- unauthorized credit card purchases from like january 2017 to like september 2022 you can get like a refund soon really yeah, they're, that, they're offering like, well, there, there's going to be some system that they're making. They haven't, it hasn't been created yet, but they're going to be able to like funds to customers. I think is kind of, hmm. I don't know if I can take advantage of that, but you know. <laughs> just get some refunds on uh, skins you intentionally bought in the first place, but now just. Nah, man, when the game, when that game first came out, I spent way too much money. <laughs> so. Yeah. I would have. Uh, it's good that they're doing that, though. Uh, whether they're forced to or not, I mean, <laughs> the very least, some people get uh, some refunds. But yeah, we'll we'll see how that develops, and if any other major 
companies are going to get sued for that because it, it's probably way more common than it looks. Yeah. So. But also, like, it, it, especially moving on from that at least a little bit because we've been, we've been gone for five months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's currently December. Yes. Um. So a couple months ago, we had a pretty big uh, release in terms of um online multiplayer. Speaking of of those kinds of games, uh, over my favorite game, Overwatch. Its sequel finally released. Oh my god! On October of twenty twenty two, after being delayed like yeah, I don't know three or four times. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's it's released as an early access, I believe. Um, and I believe the full game is going to release in 2023 when they actually release the PVE uh, like campaign yeah. for the game. So as of right now, early access. But for the most part, just being the regular, you know, Overwatch PvP, that's all out and released at this point. And people are not very happy with it, um, as really? I've gathered. It's it's very controversial. I'll say that. It's very, yeah. I'm not gonna say people aren't happy because obviously it's still doing well. Uh, mm-hmm. people are. It's gotten its highest player base since uh you know in a very long time because Overwatch was on its deathbed. Uh, the first one. Uh, yeah, it was that. so tough to yeah. find a game, and yeah, it, it was it was rough. So at the very least, people are playing it again. Um, it's more so a matter of how how long that'll last so yeah no i think overwatch 2 is just it's 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 such a unique like case in <laughs> it is, video games yeah. because like i don't know i've been i played the first game for like all of its lifespan i mean i stopped a little bit from like the year before the second game came out but like that game still like just holds like a place in like my heart i guess is what i'm saying like i always pay attention to what's happening but like there was like two years or so where there was just no new content right in the first game i mean the last new character that was released was echo yeah in 2019 which goes to show exactly how long we've been uh without any content and the most recent map like actual gameplay map that isn't like a deathmatch map or something was released before echo uh, which was Havana, I believe, and I hate Havana, so I don't even count it as a map. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, though, with Overwatch Two coming out, they made a lot of pretty big changes to the game. I mean, they made uh, they straight up deleted one of the tanks, so now instead of six v six, it's five v five with only one tank, uh, two damage and two support, points, um, which are very split over. And then they also just did a bunch of, like, reworks and changes to characters' kits and stuff. So, it, it plays very differently from Overwatch 1, uh, as I've noticed. But it's... I think the biggest thing is with Overwatch is that it's probably one of the biggest casual fan bases of any online multiplayer game. Oh, completely. Game. Yeah, no. I completely I like, agree. I feel like a lot of people who play Overwatch play it just super casually they'll either like only play quick play or arcade or whatever never even touch the competitive mode and like there's nothing wrong with that or anything but i think sort of skews how overwatch is seen and how it's been developed over the course of uh past couple years um especially with people's reactions to overwatch 2 because people who are a lot of people i saw were just not very happy about uh getting rid of a tank and going 5v5 yeah i mean oh it's 
I want tank synergy. I love playing Ryan and Zarya on on the map and being able to uh, coordinate with with all of that. Um, but on one hand, I feel like a lot of people who used to do that were people who just playing in quick play casually with a group of friends. Whereas in the competitive ladder, where you still see a huge portion of a player base, if you queue into tank, you're not going to get a Ryan Zarya on your team. <laughs> you're going to get an Instalock Roadhog, an Instalock Wrecking Ball, and you sort of have to carry their burden throughout the entire game because you're sort of playing on your own anyway. Um, so I feel like tank synergy at, at, the, at its core, which is one of like the main reasons why people didn't like 5v5, has just been kind of like... I don't know, oh, rose-tinted glasses in a way. Um, but it, I think right now, a lot, the general consensus has stooped to a point where it's like, yeah, it, 5v5 is a pretty good change. Gameplay-wise, Overwatch 2 is a much better approval for Overwatch yeah. 1. Um, they got rid of a ton of stuns in uh, crowd control abilities, so you can't be stunned by, like, eight different abilities in a row and just die instantly um I, yeah i think the general consensus is that's a lot better so that's at least one positive for overwatch 2 yeah no the gameplay definitely I've, I've played not as much as you obviously but i've played like a good amount of overwatch 2 and i i do love the gameplay just feel of it feels so mm -hmm. much smoother even though there's like clunky stuff with like new characters and just like how stuff interacts with uh original characters i still think that the game just runs so much smoother even the menu like the menu is just does not need to be, but it is so like more smooth than the first game. Oh yeah, and it just feels so nice. Like that, you never know how nice that feeling is until you oh, get into the game and actually experience it. So, I think that's the thing with Overwatch as well is that um, it no other online multiplayer game feels the same way that Overwatch does. Mm -hmm. Like no other game other than maybe like Paladins has really tried to do like a hero shooter yeah um so the, there's always been like a little watch. like side take on it yeah exactly and paladins obviously they want to be their own game they don't want to be just like overwatch um but wait and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that overwatch i feel is one of those games where people can't really give up on it because there's no it's tough to go to another game exactly. um if you stop playing overwatch and it's your main game i mean whatever game are you going to go to apex <laughs> what if you hate battle royales and like go to i don't know but like it's it, no other game feels like overwatch in terms of its actual gameplay and i think that's sort of what's carrying it through yeah no you're right so much of this controversy yeah no i i completely like it's just it's insane to to me to think that like the game even like came out like it's it's just insane to think about mm -hmm. it especially when it first came out i was just like wow okay it's actually like here and like a lot of the updates to the heroes were pretty cool too. Um, oh yeah, Fist was a bit controversial, but true. <laughs> but think about Arissa, right? Arissa is a you, bad. You have Arissa. Literally <laughs> goes like crazy. I swear, um, I love the yeah, Arissa reward. Arissa in Overwatch One was you basically set down a shield in front of you and you sit behind the shield and you just shoot people with your long range uh, pellet gun. Um, that was basically Arissa's gameplay. Now Arissa just has a javelin that she can impale people with and, like, <laughs> spin the javelin to, like, push people away and stuff. Like, her gameplay is so much more brawly and dynamic, and it's just so much more fun to play her now. Yeah, You don't no. just have that shield bot character uh, anymore. Now it just feels like, all right, 
if I don't want to play Reinhardt with a big hammer, I can play Orisa with a javelin that I can hit across the map. Like, it's so satisfying to play. And honestly, I really do think all of her, uh, pretty much all of her reworks that they've done for characters have been pretty solid and honestly nailed it uh, for the most part in terms of design. Yeah, even more of the smaller reworks have been, like, pretty good. Like, even mm. just, like, little ability, like, updates, like, with Winston, with Spike, like, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Gives I, them at least a little more long-range damage, which is nice. Sombra, but Sombra was Sombra's just also annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the point of Sombra, though. It, it, she's just meant to be annoying. Yeah, I mean, she literally is a hacker, so hackers are yeah, meant to be annoying. Yeah, exactly. So, nah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, I think I think Overwatch, uh, at least, has done a pretty good job of revamping its gameplay. I think mm. the pe thing people hate the most with it is just its monetization system. Yeah. Honestly, I am not surprised at all on your side. I'm not surprised that they got rid of loot boxes first off, because I mean, we already talked. Like, hey. Yeah, no, loot boxes are being banned <laughs> in yeah. so many different countries. Exactly. Um, and in general, I think one of the main sentiments I remember back from Overwatch One was, um, just people didn't like, uh, especially when events would come around, people didn't like not being guaranteed to get specific things. So like, when events came around, you could open loot boxes, you could buy loot boxes. Um, there's no way to just buy an event skin that you wanted. Yeah. Uh, unless you already had a pre-existing like uh, currency in game to buy it, which uh, most people did, but a lot of people didn't, um, and that's why people would buy loot boxes. Uh, is that they would buy loot boxes and then like, hey, if you open forty loot boxes, I mean, you're not guaranteed to get the one skin you want. Um, and while throughout the normal game, like yeah, you get pretty much every cosmetic for free just by playing because you get a loot box every time you level up. Mm. I think events is where people really started to get annoyed um and they i think that's one of the main reasons they swapped it as well was just because hey rather than paying 40 dollars for a chance to get uh the skin you want like here we're just gonna put a flat price on it you could just buy it outright be like here pay 10 bucks for the skin you don't need to worry about it and then boom you can use the skin you want but i think a lot of people aren't used to that um like i said a lot of people who were played overwatch um pretty much only play overwatch in, in terms of online multiplayer games yeah. they aren't gonna go play cod play apex play fortnite um a lot of people aren't used necessarily to the monetization systems that those other games have so when people complain about overwatch one's monetary like system it's like eh, it's not actually that bad i mean you have pretty much a system in place where you can get every base game cosmetic for free um, just by playing it. And no other game really does that, <laughs> which is nice um, for Overwatch, at least. But then as soon as it swaps to this new uh, monetization system, it's like, yeah, uh, people are not happy with it because in Overwatch 1, they got everything for free. You were able to play the game and just get all these cosmetics for free. Yep. And then now you have to pay for everything with actual real-life money. And that's a pretty steep <laughs> jump. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and it's not unexpected. Like, I, I wasn't surprised that they decided to go with, like, a battle pass and, like, uh, just what every other online game has done. They didn't, like, ease it in a little more. <laughs> um, because, like, they just went from being, like, okay, every cosmetic is available to earn and game for free to 
none of them are able to yeah. earn anything for free. <laughs> and it's like, I'm surprised they didn't just try to, like, phase it out or, like, be like, all right, here's our new monetization system, but here's, like, a couple of skins you'll be able to earn in game for free, and, like, here's a couple of these you'll be able to earn. Like, uh, they didn't... It, it was pretty, like, uh, stark, the contrast with uh, the two monetization systems. So I think a lot of people were really thrown off by that, and I'm not surprised people are mad about it, too. Yeah, no, definitely. The way that they kind of... Very, like, sketchy, the way they kind of just, like, ease into it with the battle pass. Like, it kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And it kind of just, like... And, like, even to unlock the new hero, like, it was a really high tier, and people were mad about that, so, like... Oh, that's another thing, too. Yeah, they're putting actual heroes behind the battle pass, which is honestly crazy. <laughs> yeah, on the free tier, though, or is on the paid tier? I don't yeah, know. he's on the free tier, but okay, he's yeah. on level, like, 30 or 40 or something, okay. which is pretty high up. Um, I understand what they're going for, because the new hero, whenever a new hero drops, they're locked out of... So people can play play them all the time in like quick play and arcade and whatever, but um and I think they sort of put them on the battle pass in order to sort of give those two weeks uh like prep time, I guess. I, um, I kinda see what you mean though, yeah. But also I don't think most casual players would be able to get to that level of two weeks. I think if you're gonna put a hero in the pass, it should be like or ten or something super easy to get that people are actually going to be able to reach because yeah. yeah i don't know i think locking actual like gameplay content behind uh a paywall like that is not a good idea even if you can't earn it for free it's just going to take a lot longer than other people so yeah i completely agree the launch of the game was very it was it was very weird all it was like, rocky it was it was definitely rocky <laughs> and you know um well, that, that's kind of the main stuff. I mean, there's definitely more stuff that we obviously missed that we can... <laughs> it's, well, yeah. it's also I been mean, five we, months, so... It has been five months. We are not going to be able to cover every single thing that has happened in the past five months in terms of gaming news. It's, it's, it's just not possible. We'll, we'll probably talk a bit more uh, in the next couple episodes as well uh, about catching up on some stuff. But for now... Well, let's just move on to our main topic. Yeah, so our main topic today is um, an event that actually happened uh, pretty recently, like a few few weeks ago. Yeah, so it was actually the Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards oh, happened okay. on the 7th. Um, yeah, it was the 8th. Sure. I think it was the 8th, actually. Um, One of those days. by none other than Geoff Keighley. Geoff? Geoff Keighley. It's Geoff, right? I'm, gonna say, I'm saying it right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Um, but, yeah, you know, the Game Awards... Uh, they're always a fun thing to watch with people just because of like i mean it's kind of like e3 it's e e but it's the thing is e3 is, yeah it's an experience and also e3 is dead so <laughs> the game that's awards true. is kind of the only like big thing right now other than like the other thing that geoff does like summer games fest i guess um or Which just we, talk, like, we talked about that uh, an episode or two ago yeah because that yeah. was probably when our last episode was <laughs> <laughs> it probably was yeah 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 <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> we filmed was during summer games <laughs> <laughs> anyway so, so the game awards uh the game awards yep with jeff Keeley. um super proud of him uh but, but yeah i i think i think the game awards is a good sort of replacement in a way for e3 because i don't think e3 is ever coming back i'll be honest 
Um, no, I don't think it is either. As cool as it would be if it did, I don't see it happening, honestly. Um, but I think the way they do it's pretty good, you know? Um, I think award shows in general are really, really boring. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty common sentiment I've seen among a lot of people. And especially if you're going to do an award show for people who play video games, their attention span is not going to be very No, it's <laughs> not long, that great. You know? So I really like the fact that they put like game trailers and like release trailers and stuff for upcoming games in between the awards. Um, I think that's a great way to keep engagement up and keep people interested in watching yeah. the show. Because it almost feels like the awards are like a secondary thing in a way. And that most people actually watch it just to see all the new games that are going to be announced. No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like, we kind of talked about it in our last episode, too, how, like, um, just the only other events that you really see in the gaming kind of industry are either the, the company-led, like, announcement videos, like yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo Directs Direct. or the PlayStation ones they play. do. Yeah. yeah. So, Summer Games Fest, and I guess also the Game Awards that we're talking about here is kind of, like, one of that main thing that, like, additionally has... Um, um the game trailers additionally with the yeah. awards but i did want to ask what was i i had this one moment that i thought was really weird that i wasn't expecting to happen but do you have any of those hmm. like other than the guy at the end we can talk about the guy yeah, at the end can... later we don't have <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. him right now but like I... I thought it was fucking crazy um yeah I mean... how al pacino was there I don't yeah, know Al why Al Pacino was there. Yeah, for those who have not seen the Game Awards, they brought Al Pacino out within the first, like, five minutes of the <laughs> event starting. Um, and again, this is a, an award show for video game people. Uh, people who, like, basically, like, teenagers, I feel, are the main demographic. Mm. Um, but, like, wh why was Al Pacino there? They brought him out to announce uh, the award for, uh, what was it, Best Voice Acting or something? I think it was Voice Acting, um, yeah. Best Voice or Acting. Maybe it was Best Performance. Or... I think it was Best oh, yeah, Performance. Best Performance, best yeah. performance uh, in, in a game. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense, right? Because he's an actor, you know, whatever. It makes sense for the award. But, like, when you're five minutes into the show about video games and Geoff Keighley gets on stage, he's like, Hey, guess what, guys? Here's Al Pacino. And then Al Pacino <laughs> walks out and is like, Hey, guys, I'm Al Pacino. I don't play video games, but I sure like the Game Awards. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like a, a surreal experience seeing Al Pacino there along the legs of, like, all these famous game developers. I know. It's and it's just... just so weird. It's very, very weird. Yeah, it's, it's a really weird thing because, like, you know, Geoff, he loves, like, bringing celebrities in on this who mm -hmm. maybe don't play as much or maybe did when they were younger. Like, there are a good amount of celebrities that I know that do, like, play video games. So, like, you could even, yeah, yeah, yeah. even have grabbed those instead. I just, I, I just, I just got to know how, like, I, I, I can't tell if, like, he was like, I really want Al Pacino at this year's Game Awards. Or he was like, <laughs> I could get Al Pacino if I wanted to, just with my connections. Like I could get or, Al Pacino. Like or I can't Al Pacino tell. asked and offered. There's I highly I that, you never know. You never know. I highly doubt that, but you never know. But like it's that's, just it, it's so weird. It, it, that's but that's the beauty of the Game Awards, right? Is weird stuff like this. <laughs> I mean, you have that, and then one of my favorite things was the fact that um, Daniel Craig 
uh, was appeared mm-hmm. via uh, a, a video message, a telecom, yeah, telecom <laughs> message, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, so he appears via video, um, and he's because Daniel Craig, of course, is James Bond mm-hmm. or has been for a past however many years. He's been in, uh, but more, more notably, he's also been in the the famous movie knives out yeah and its sequel the the glass onion or whatever it's called um and so he shows up he's like hey guys i'm I'm daniel craig and i'm here to also promote my new movie the knives out glass onion movie and everyone's like okay well that's you know whatever uh, i guess it's not really game related but then he's like yeah because knives out is collaborating with among us <laughs> and it's like what i mean for <laughs> for I- all the movies it it works. It makes sense in hindsight, but also, like, when you're just watching it live, it's like, where did Among Us come from? Among Us is, like, the, the silly quarantine game that people played in 2020. Like, people haven't really thought about Among Us too much in the past year or two. But then here, here you go. You have Daniel Craig talking about Among Us. And it's like, never in a million years would I ever have expected there to be a Knives Out Among Us collaboration where you could get Knives Out cosmetics in Among <laughs> Us. And it's like, it's so weird. And that's that's what's so cool about the Game Awards is that it's always never what you expect. Because um, you always expect some standard stuff like all the awards or whatever and like a couple performances and musical guests and all that. But like... There, it's stuff like this that you just never see coming, and it never, like, it always throws, it always throws people off, and, and and that's the best part about it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that was so crazy. Those those collabs that they've been doing lately have just been so funny, and this just brings it up to another level. But another one that I wanted to mention that I thought was funny was this was actually um, after Al Pacino obviously announces the best performance award. Uh, spoiler alert, obviously, Christopher Judge won Best Performance for his performance as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. Um, but he supposedly talked, like, for nine minutes long. Yep. Like, he, he talked he, he for just, nine just minutes kept long. Going. His acceptance speech, uh, it, it just kept going. No one really tried to, to get him off stage or anything. He just kept going. Uh, and even afterwards, I think the funniest part was that he tweeted at uh, after the, the show ended, being like, oh yeah, I still missed a couple people, and then tweeted about, like, the people <laughs> I forgot to thank in the ten minutes that he was up on stage giving his acceptance speech. Yeah, and but, I think and yeah, I think that, it was, funny, was funny, too, because um, if you didn't know, Valve was giving away Steam Decks every minute of the Game Awards, so they probably had, like, That's a right. limited amount of Steam Decks for, like, how many minutes the Game Awards was. But... So then even Christopher Judge, I know, tweeted about this, too, and made a joke about it, how, like, he was giving people more Steam decks. Like, everyone was joking about it online. I thought that was really funny, too. Oh, that, that was really good. But, Dar, Dar, we should really talk about the ad, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should, we should. As much as I enjoy Jeff Keighley's magical adventure and the weird shenanigans that ensue, um... Yeah, the the game awards are of course at its at its core about the awards, um, and yeah, it's you know the biggest gaming award show of the year. Given it's probably one of the only gaming award shows of the year. So, walk us through it, Dar. All right, so do you want to start with game of the year? Or do you want to end with game? I mean, what do you think? Anyway, let's just get it over with. It's All it's right. the biggest award, right? So yeah, game of the year. Obviously, it's the big one. It's the big one. It's the game of the year, and. Um, mm-hmm. Games that were nominated were Plague of Tale, Requiem, 
Elden Ring. <laughs> you mean a plague, a plague tale? Plague tale, a plague tale, Rick. Yes. Plague thank of Tale Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, game. I love that game. Um, Elden Ring, God of War yeah. Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Which one did you predict to win? I. It was gonna be Elden Ring. I, I know it was gonna be Elden, Elden Ring. Ring too. It was always gonna be Elden Ring. But. I wanted straight away. I also I wanted straight away. Because it's the funny cat game, you know? It's a funny cat game, you know? It, it, it was all over social media when it came out. People would not stop talking about Stray. It is how, how, what a quaint little game it is. Um, and honestly, huge props to them for being, being an indie game that gets nominated. Um, you've been seeing that a lot more, too, uh, with the the game awards in the past couple of years you see a lot more of these like indie games getting nominated for game of the year i mean you yeah. had obviously it takes two yeah one last exactly. year uh for game of the year which is huge uh i believe they were the first like indie game to I think, win i think they uh, were yeah i'm pretty sure they're an indie game class no i think but, they are classified i i agree with but um and then the year before you had Hades. Hades was nominated oh, for yeah. uh, game of the year too. And did it it's not, like did it win or no, it, it lost to uh I think it was Last of Us. Oh okay. Um, yeah. or or something it was, else. Yeah, it was, no, it was it was Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But but you you keep seeing these uh these indie games pop up more and more. Um and it, it's honestly cool to see, you know? It's not not just triple A games anymore. People are really starting to like delve into the indie game landscape and be like hey let's give these indie games the appreciation they deserve um so i i just think that's really cool i knew elden ring was gonna win no matter what just because it's elden ring it's been the most hyped game of the past i don't know how many years people have been talking been, about it nonstop. yeah i think it's been like and yeah it was announced like three years ago four years ago maybe yeah, earlier and ever, maybe earlier ever but... since People have been asking for more info on it, and then they finally announced when it released, and then it released, and it was just all anyone talked about. I mean, it's it, it was bound to win, right? It was, uh, yeah. It was basically a, a two-horse race uh, between Elden Ring and God of War. Uh, God of War ended up winning a ton of awards uh, as well at the, at the Game Awards, but yeah. also, I think the main reason it didn't win was just that it came out too late. Yeah, um, it came out, what, like two months ago? Uh, here let me let me check real quick god of yeah. war ragnarok released uh uh november 9th yeah. so december yeah. oh my god yeah like right at the end of the year so honestly i just don't think it had enough time to even be like the fact that it won as much as it did unbelievable given the time frame but it definitely deserves it um but i think that's just the main reason elden ring won i mean it's been out pretty much the whole year I think it released really early this year, like January, February or so. Um, and it, people have just been about it all year. Uh, it's tough to really beat that, uh, especially for an award called Game of the Year. Um, but yeah, I, I had no doubt in my mind Elden Ring is going to win. Yeah, no, for some of the more other bigger ones, um, Elden Ring additionally won uh, Best Game Direction. And... Um, yep. That one was basically the same uh, nominees, other than Immortality. Which Immortality. Yeah. I don't. I don't know much about that game. I can't really I've not it. played Immortality, but I've seen a, a little bit of gameplay, and I've heard really good things about it. Okay. It's just okay. I, I 
I don't want to talk too much on it because I don't want to uh, say anything wrong about the game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've heard good things, and I'm glad it got nominated. So. But yeah, um, and then for narrative, which is the main one uh, that God of War Ragnarok won, was uh, mm-hmm. best narrative. Um, and now for I will art say, direction. yeah, keep going. I feel I feel really bad for Horizon. <laughs> yeah, Horizon got. So- uh, for those who don't know, right, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, in general, it was nominated for a ton of awards this year. Didn't win a single one. Um, and what Horizon Forbidden West is not a bad game in any capacity. No. Um, it, it got, like, amazing reviews, like, I, I want to say, like, 97, 98% on, like, every review site. And, like, it did really, really well. But I think it, it was stuck being against Elden Ring and God of War. Yeah. Um, but then you have the original, because uh, Forbidden West is equal to the original Horizon game, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and the thing is, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn was also nominated for Game of the Year when it came Oh, it was? But um, the nominees, when Horizon Zero Dawn was nominated... Uh, were The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, God. Persona 5. Of course. Super Mario Odyssey. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, so PUBG. How did... How did... I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, because this is 2017. Okay. So, PUBG was relevant then. Um, but I just feel bad for Horizon, man. The first time it gets nominated, it's up against Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, Mario Odyssey... And it's like, oh, man, how do you beat that? So they make a sequel. And then it's like, all right, here's our chance. Then it goes up against Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. And it's, uh, you just feel so bad for them because they put out really, really good games. And, you know, it's tough to not get any awards for that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's so unlucky. Uh, (laughs) It really is. It's genuinely really sad because, I mean, I haven't played the games, but, like, I've watched, like, full walkthroughs of the game. They're beautiful games, too. They really make the most of it hardware they're on. Um, So, hopefully, surely it wouldn't happen the third time. It's funny, because at the Game Awards, at this, you know, the the 2022 Game Awards, um, they actually announced that they're making DLC for for Ben and West, which is really cool, um, which comes out next year. But I just thought it was really funny because, uh, say, for example, the DLC would have been, like, actually allowed to be nominated for something. Be like, oh, hey, maybe Horizon could win next year. (laughs) Surely it could win against the sequel to Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Do they (laughs) not, like, is there, they don't nominate DLC like that? No, 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 they don't nominate DLC. DLC. But say, for example, the DLC was a third game. I just thought it would have been funny if a third game came out next year. Which is right when the sequel to Breath of the Wild came out, and it lost to Breath of the Wild again. That would be so oh sad. My oh my god, uh, that would be so unfortunate. But honestly, I I just want to shout them out because they 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 deserve. Mm-hmm. I think they deserved at least one award there. Um, same thing with Plague Tale too. I I mean I never hear anyone talk about Plague Tale, but I I know it for a fact. It's it's a really good game. Uh, I've seen a lot of like playthroughs of it, and it's it, it's really terrifying. Um. But, <laughs> Hey, I mean, huge props to them for, for getting nominated in the first place, you know? It, it's mm-hmm. tough to get nominated for uh, big awards like Game of the Year and all that. Yeah, no. So, anyway. Yeah, 
For the next Dude. one, we got Art Direction, which uh, basically Art had similar nominees. Uh, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Rise of the West, Scorn, which was, yep. uh, it was a horror game. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the it, art it sure was. <laughs> yeah, the art. I, I remember, did not play it. <laughs> I did not play it either, but I remember seeing the trailers for it during Summer Games Fest, actually. Um, wow, that's crazy. Um, and it looks. Isn't like, it also like a, a puzzle, like a horror puzzle game? I think it's a horror puzzle game, yeah, but it yeah. looks so just dynamic and unique. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying like pretty because it's a horror game, so it doesn't look pretty, but that's like on purpose, you know? Yeah, it's so, meant to look spooky, atmospheric. Yeah. And also Stray. Stray also got nominated. Um, but Elden yep. Ring, obviously. Yep. Elden Ring wins, yeah. <laughs> as per usual. Um, and then score and music was kind of similar. Um, similar. Yeah, God I, of War won. Yeah, God of War wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to try and pronounce any of the names of the people who got nominated uh, for the music, because I will butcher them. So sorry about that. Um, but audio design um, was actually God of War Ragnarok, which um modern warfare like, 2 got nominated a, for yeah let's go Mod, cod modern warfare 2 got nominated for best audio i don't know why but don't go off maybe their their gun sounds were extra cool um <laughs> but yeah that's that's like the common theme for all these awards is you see elden ring and god of war win every single time other than ones that they just were not allowed to be nominated for so things like best indie game stray one obviously because you know it was the only indie game nominated for game of the year so of course it was gonna win best indie game yeah of but course. like that's like so it, it's good for stray that they were able to get a couple awards out of it but only because god of war and elden ring weren't even allowed to be nominated for those yeah no it's so. it's kind of weird it kind of shows the system is a bit weird you know like yeah it kind of is insulting a little bit i don't think it really is but like to me it feels a little bit like that you know i think it's tough right because you don't um you don't necessarily want to give out pity awards um to games you want to give the award to the game that you think deserves the award the best and while elden ring and god of war yeah they won a ton of awards that's probably because they deserved them that's because they were some of the best games released not only this year but ever like they they were really master classes of all of these different things like art direction and music and all of these sort of things um i think it, it really just comes down to being not as interesting to watch you know if you're watching the game awards and you're you're seeing each award, it's like, okay, what who's gonna win this award? It's like it, there's no suspense there. Yeah, Elden Ring's gonna win. Yeah, God of War's gonna win. The only suspense is when it's between God of War and Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in I guess from a viewing standpoint, it's you know it it doesn't it, it's not as interesting to watch. But I think that's also where the game awards sort of makes up for it with all those like game releases because that's sort of what sitting and watching because uh, it's not really the awards and i guess they sort of nullify that just by having all these really cool game announcements at the same time yeah of course no i agree um and for the next one uh well we already talked about best performance obviously yep. um christopher judge um but ashley birch did get nominated for horizon forbidden west i thought she was forbidden. i also yep. think she's Great actress. Yeah. Agreed. And then games for impact uh, is basically, if you don't know, this category is for like a thought-provoking game with like a pro-social meaning or message. Um, mm -hmm. 
And unfortunately, I haven't played any of these games, but they're nomi- <laughs> <laughs> nominated. <laughs> you just say it outright. Just have not played any of these. I, I, I barely played, like, I don't even think I played yeah. any of the, the Game of the Year nominees. Uh, so The thing is, with a lot of these games for Impact uh, that get nominated, is that they're really, really niche. Like, yeah. even more niche in a lot of indie games so like i hadn't even heard of a lot of these games for impact mostly just because i'd never hear anyone talking about them i never mm-hmm. see them on any website i never see them get any attention but that's what's cool about the game awards too is you get to actually you know see these games for the first time and see mm-hmm. like the the titles of them and get you interested and in maybe checking them out yeah no i mean um but the only one that i knew of uh from previous trailers was as dusk falls which actually happened to win the award um Mm -hmm. it's like some visual novel type game i'm pretty sure um but that's the only reason why i've heard of it through different trailers final fantasy 14 online won best ongoing game i i don't have anything to say on final fantasy i i yeah i mean i feel like final fantasy wins something every year i can't keep track of it but yeah (laughs) i mean it seems like every year it's like okay final fantasy is nominated for something uh whether it's like online mmo i don't know whether it's just like the remake of seven or i i i I don't know it's (laughs) i'm not a final fantasy uh i haven't played all of them or anything i have played seven um but it's one of those games where it's like yeah you know i'm sure it's 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 fan base is really happy (laughs) all the time uh with how their game is going because i I, I do hear I know my fans are very passionate. So yeah, I hear very good. I'm not gonna knock them for that. Yeah. Um, but for indie game and debut indie game, um, Stray won both. So yep. that that's of really course. good. Um but yeah, I that's also expected. didn't I didn't know that Stray that was their first game too. I didn't know that for Stray. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And even more impressive, honestly. Yeah. And and next, of course, my favorite category, best mobile game. <laughs> Uh, with the winner being Marvel Snap, the best and the new and most amazing card game from X Hearthstone devs, uh, X Blizzard devs, mm-hmm. uh, Second Dinner, I'm pretty sure is what they're yeah, that's what right. it's called. Yeah, so Marvel Snap won, beat out Genshin Impact. That's what I'm really proud of, proud of. Diablo Apex Mortal, Legends. yeah, Apex, Apex Mobile. Legends Mobile. You're telling me Apex Legends Mobile didn't win. <laughs> Um, I mean, and I, I, genuinely... I don't even know why it was nominated because it, it, the nominations it says it was for uh, the best game playable on a mobile device. I didn't know Apex Legends was playable on a mobile <laughs> device, so that is shocking yeah. revelation to me. Yeah, and I, I have no idea what Tower Fantasy is, so but you know, I, I, I know it by name. I know nothing else about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy because but... Marvel Snap came out like in the span of sixty days. Like it, um. It like got so much praise because it's a, such a fun Marvel card game. Like I love yeah, it so huge, much. Huge and then it also wins like best mobile game, and it just got nominated for best game on the go for the Steam Awards. So I'm yep. hoping it wins that too. I don't. It might not, but I hope it does. <laughs> I voted for it, so. Um, yeah, Good, but, huge props to them though for that. Yeah. It's Even like if it is for best mobile game, which yeah. isn't necessarily the no, it's not most the highest, prestigious. But, I'm pretty right. sure that was their first game too, yeah, out of like cool. the, the new studio that was formed of X Blizzard devs. So like I'm, yeah, 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 I really like it. Um, all right, we got a few more here because there's a bunch of the just general junk I don't think we'll be able to get into, but we still have a few more left. So we have best community support. 
um, which obviously No Man's Sky got nominated for. <laughs> Every um, year. <laughs> um, honestly, I wouldn't mind with it being winning because I, lo- I love No Man's Sky. I haven't played it in a while. Didn't it win last year? It won year last before? year. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was like two years in a row, I think. Yeah. I think it might have. But Final Fantasy XIV Online did actually win Best Community Support, sure. which I do hear, like we said earlier, they do earlier, a good, job on, they do a good yeah. job on that. Like, the developers are really, like, helpful. And... Yeah, can't argue with that. And then we do have Best VR AR Game. Unfortunately, Among Us VR did not win. Or... I think that's definitive proof that the Game Awards are rigged. Personally. I agree too. I have no <laughs> clue what Moss Book <laughs> Two is. I have no idea what that is, and I don't know how it won. But it I, did. I don't know what it is. I also do not own a VR headset. Yeah, neither so do I. If I did, I probably would play a lot more VR games, but unfortunately, I do not, and therefore have to live in solemn despair that Among Us VR did not win Best VR Game. I, at least they got the Knives Out collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> I literally played on VR for like solid 40 minutes. I played 40 minutes of Half-Life Alex, and I was like, okay, I'm set. I'm a bit dizzy. I'm good now. Yeah. No more VR for me. <laughs> Very disorienting. Yeah. Um, and then the last like big one that they didn't announce in the pre-show was innovation in accessibility, um, which mm-hmm. was As Dusk Falls, As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Returnal. Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, which I think is weird. That I know it's like a remake, but I still think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they the, added a bunch of accessibility quality of life oh, did they? to it, though. Okay, yeah. okay I remember that's they were. I remember seeing an article or two about it, how they added a ton of things to make it more accessible. Both, like, uh, like audio-wise, visual-wise. Like I, I, I've heard good things about the way The Last of Us does accessibility, but I'm also not surprised that a winner... Was God of War Ragnarok? Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I've also heard good things about God of War's accessibility, so I'm not gonna yeah. complain. I hear the game is like a complete blast. I watched a playthrough of a YouTuber that I watched completely through, so it looked like a really fun game. I don't know if I'll ever play the series, but like I appreciate them very much. <laughs> I appreciate their existence. I say that a lot for a lot of game series because I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time yeah. to go through every single video game series. Yeah, we we. I mean, we don't have a lot of free time, Dark. You know, <laughs> one, we would are, say, one would say. We, <laughs> we're always a bit busy, especially always. for five minutes at a time. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think so. what it does show, a bit, bit of a segue, um, that we have a consistent, we have a, an upset schedule as consistent as like a pretty popular YouTuber. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say so. <laughs> five months. <laughs> <laughs> five months every video literally you know, hey it, it just means that we're putting five months worth of quality and love and care <laughs> into every video this video has been in the, in the works for five it's months. been in the pipeline it's been in the pipeline yeah, it's been in a pipeline it's been in a pipeline um it's been <laughs> you know we we've worked really hard on this as you can tell by us just regurgitating game award winners so anyway dar <laughs> yeah but um all the other ones uh were announced um before uh, the game actually uh, the game words actually started in there like more you can go look them up on your own time but we do have a return to our our segment obviously our favorite um, segment our fa- i'd say our favorite segment i'd say our favorite I- i'd say it's my favorite segment i, it's I don't know if it's all it's personally. i'd say it's mine i'd say it's mine okay that's good that's good i i think today's version is probably my favorite yet 
Yeah. So, would you like to explain a little bit, Ethan? Of course. So, uh, for those new tuning in to the East War Serial Podcast featuring Dar and I, um, every single episode, we do a, a final segment. It is not related to gaming. <laughs> it is not related to esports. It is not related to any kind of media. Our, our namesake. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a tier list of all the serials that Dar and I will always add one more serial to the tier list. We'll rank the serial, talk about it, uh, discuss uh, whether we enjoy it or do not enjoy it, and then add it to the tier list. Uh, and then you can either agree or disagree with us uh, if you are either right or wrong. Um, so, today, for our final segment uh, of the, the episode... Uh, for our serial tier list, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite serials, personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Fruit Loops. The one with the two cans. Oh, Fruit Loops are amazing. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, Fruit Loops are just... They were like my favorite cereal when I was younger, as a kid. I, I think... So, uh, we, we talked about this before, but there are cereals that are, like, really, really sugary, and then there are cereals that are just not very sugary at all. I mean, yeah. we've ranked uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch very high. We ranked at, a, at an A tier, I believe. Yes, uh, you're right. But then again, you also have cereals like Plain Cheerios, you know, that mm -hmm. aren't necessarily sweet, but still fulfill a niche that is good. I still think uh, Plain Cheerios is personally underranked. I think uh, Plain Cheerios uh, should be ranked higher. But... <laughs> besides plank cheerios uh that is not the topic of today's conversation anyway we are talking about fruit loops and as i was saying cereals come into these uh different categories as well um i think fruit loops honestly it's probably the best of like the really sugary cereals you know i, agree, I would yeah. take it over cinnamon toast crunch mm -hmm. i would take it over lucky charms mm -hmm. i would take it over honey nut cheerios i completely I, agree i think fruit loops sort of nails that uh that that fruity sugary taste and i think it it's it's probably my favorite of of uh, the sugary kinds no yeah so. i completely agree i think i think lucky charms is good. i mean not lucky <laughs> lucky charms uh, fruit loops will be our first s tier cereal s tier i i wholeheartedly agree dar i think uh, i think fruit loops deserves to be up there i think it's very nostalgic for me and that maybe uh, maybe biased. Bias. Yeah, a little biased. Bias. A little biased. But you know what, Dar? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? This is our podcast. <laughs> so no, we're going to rank it S tier purely based off nostalgia. And if you are willing to agree or disagree, please tell us uh, uh, in, in the comment section on YouTube when we upload this to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I think I think that's that sort of about wraps it up for our uh, our last segment for for today. Unless you have any last thoughts to give, Dar. Um. Well, first off, um, thank you all for listening or watching, uh, whatever the upload date is. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know we've been gone for like five months, but we're gonna start uploading more. So, awesome. yeah, um, surely we'll be getting out some more uh content for you to digest. I get it. yeah, like cereal. Yeah, like cereal. yeah. Yeah, get some more uh some more cereal to chew on, you know? A little bit of ne for the next couple episodes, make sure to grab your your bowl so that, <laughs> you know, 
you can actually uh, follow along with us when we rate our cereals. Yes, of course. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for watching. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a great day, whatever you, whenever you're of listening course. to this. Um, and see you guys in the next one. Yep. Goodbye.